Well, today in the program, we have a lot of territory to cover. I'm going to be introducing you to a new term you better get used to hearing about. A little later on, Dr. William Wong, one of my favorite guests, will be stopping by. But I want to begin the program today with a tribute to somebody who passed away this past week, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I just want to take a moment at the beginning of this program to to mark the passing of a very, very courageous individual. Dr. Vladimir Zelenko is a man who discovered and implemented a treatment for COVID-19 back in 2020. And, and he, he had to go through a whole lot of grief and agony but his treatment worked. Now, Dr. Zelenko was actually born in Kiev or Kiev, Ukraine, in 1973, and it's kind of a scary thought to realize I'm old enough to be this man's father. His family immigrated to the United States in 1977. They settled in Brooklyn, New York, the Sheep's Head Bay area. He attended Hofstra University, BS in chemistry with high honors, and he went on to the Buffalo School of Medicine and earned his M.D. in the year 2000. Now, Dr. Zelenko is a very believing Orthodox Jewish individual, and he settled in Monroe, New York, in upstate New York, in in a community of very conservative Jewish people. And at the onset of the pandemic in 2020, he dealt with so many people, but from his experience and what he had learned in medical school, He really believed that he could deal with this. He was combating it with hydroxychloroquine and zinc and astromythin and and other various drugs, steroids. And he created what became to be known as the Zelenko or the Z protocol. And the key to this protocol was early intervention to treat the virus at the cellular level before it could break loose and become a full-blown respiratory disease, which, as you've learned on this program, causes bacterial pneumonia, which is what killed many people. Up to the time of his death, he had overseen the treatment of about 7,500 patients. Dr. Zelenko knew he was dying, and he set up a foundation. And this is what he wanted to share about this foundation and the legacy he prays it'll leave behind. I started the Zelenko... Freedom Foundation because I'm dying it seems I've been here before so I can't say for sure God has played ping pong with my soul but at this point my health situation has seriously changed basically need a wheelchair to move around and um, need help taking a shower preparing food going to the bathroom So, as I look at this stage of my life, and my body is failing me, legacy becomes um, essential. I think life is much bigger than any one individual. And if we could set up systems in place that can propagate uh, principles of truth, of love, courage to 
do what's right, not what's easy. I think um, that's a worthy use of someone's last energies. I want the epitome of truthful uh, messaging, journalism, um, through various platforms, whether it's social media, regular media, print media, irrelevant, word of mouth, what I, in, in houses of worship, I want the truth like a mantra propagated. I'm presenting to you a different perspective than what you've been told. There's no doubt that Dr. Zelenko was courageous. You may not know this, but for the past four years, he had been fighting a battle with a very rare and deadly cancer. And so that is what took his life. Dr. Zelenko's treatment worked, and yet politicians like Andrew Cuomo and so many others and and fraudulent Dr. Fauci and all those that wanted more people to die, I really believe that, they fought him tooth and nail. And yet his protocol worked. He treated 7,500 with incredible numbers. Now, the term I want you to come to know, the term you need to come to know is called fifth-generation warfare. Fifth-generation warfare. And what fifth-generation warfare actually is, it's a kind of a warfare that is called non-kinetic. In other words, we're not throwing bombs and missiles and, and troops in the street killing people. It is social engineering, misinformation, and cyber attacks, all designed to to destroy a society from within, even using artificial intelligence and autonomous systems. In other words, automatic systems that don't need human intervention. It is described as a war of information and perception. And these terms have been around even before things like Facebook was ever invented. And I believe that Facebook is highly used internationally in fifth-generation warfare. Let's go through history. First-generation warfare was, you know, ancient battles, which were replaced by muskets and guns, and that became organized battle with with weapons and gunpowder, which was then replaced by the Blitzkrieg during World War II, which ended up being replaced by terrorism, and now, which gave us decentralized warfare led by state actors, sometimes kinetic, sometimes not. But today, we've moved because of the Internet, and because of our conduct, how so connected we are, fifth generation warfare seeks not so much to destroy property and possessions, but to destroy people's ability to think and reason to take control. I think we're coming into fifth generation warfare if we're not in the middle of it already. Dr. William Wong, I want to welcome you to the program. And so what is your thoughts about about fifth generation warfare? Is it a conspiracy theory? Uh, name me a conspiracy theory that wasn't real. <laughs> of late, from, yeah. From the sinking of the Maine to the Gulf of Tonkin mm-hmm. to uh, JFK's assassination to everything else. Name me a conspiracy theory that has not turned out to be real. So we're living it. We are. This is fifth generation warfare. And, and what really bothers me and, and what makes it possible... 
I've been playing around with computers since literally the late 1970s. Not too much. Some people were more even nerdy than I am. But by the late, by the mid-80s, I started really paying attention because I could see this was going to be a part of everyday life in America. No doubt in my mind. And so I started mastering the art of DOS and, and all that goes with it. Mm-hmm. I was doing computers before Bill Gates got out of his garage <laughs> with his stolen software to create Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, the guy is nothing but a software thief. I mean, really, he didn't invent anything. He stole it. Yeah. And now he's one of our biggest problems on the planet. But he was put there. It's all been engineered. And, and so we've heard, and I think ever since the election of Donald Trump, and I don't care if people, if you like him or can't stand him, that's, I, that's not even relevant. He was effective in one thing that the deep state hates, shining a light in that darkness. Yeah. And he was an interrupter because they have, in my opinion, ever since, ever since George Bush I, this has been a planned sequence of elections. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, Bill Clinton was the heir apparent. George W. Bush was the heir apparent. Barack Obama was the heir apparent. And someday Hillary might be the heir apparent, but they don't consider her a strong candidate. Uh, she's just noisy enough and obnoxious enough to get in the way. Yeah. And then we had this election where Donald Trump came in and they figured, okay, it's Hillary's turn. We can control her. And the unthinkable happened. They didn't cheat enough. And Donald Trump Imagine wins. That. Democrats not cheating enough. They didn't yeah. cheat enough. That's my opinion in 2016. Because they thought they had it in the bag. Yeah. I, that's just my opinion. I mean, she was just livid. How could I lose Wisconsin? How could I lose Pennsylvania? How could I lose Ohio and Florida? Of course, you never went there. And when you did go there, you said things to offend half the people that live there. So, you know, she was such a lousy campaigner, she did herself in. She thought she had it stolen. She thought that everybody would do what they always did and, you know, just just move those couple of percent uh, margins and we win. It wouldn't take much, they thought, to win the state of Florida. They didn't think it would take much to win the state of Ohio. They thought they had that in play and they lost it all. Mm -hmm. And they spent the next... Well, they were starting before the election trying to destroy Donald Trump, and they decided after the election to continue with this farce, this you know fake impeachment, the phony Russian collusion delusion, and on and on it went. They were going to get rid of him either during his term or guarantee that he couldn't win or get anything done. And honestly, I think that yep. Paul Ryan, the Republican House leader at the time, in uh, 2017 and 18, I think he's a traitor to every conservative on the face of the earth. He did Absolutely. the bidding of the deep state. He he sunk everything that Trump was trying to do to undo the deep state. I believe the CIA and the FBI are now anti-American, and they are nothing more than the, the Gestapo and the SS troops of the Democrat Party. Have been so since JFK's assassination. Absolutely. And now and now you look at Merrick Garland, 
you know, he's watching those those not those you know January six hearings, and he'll do something about it, but he won't do anything about you know burning down courthouses and the people that were killed during the George Floyd riots. Those they right. get a pass, but yes, we're we're gonna, we're going to we have political prisoners right now in a D.C. jail, four hundred and what fifty sixty days now, no trial, some are not even fully charged, and no end in sight, no bail, no nothing, no hearing. Mm-hmm. This is unprecedented shades in the United States Lincoln. history. Yeah, shades of Lincoln. This is what happens when the federal government decides that it has more authority than the state governments, and they take on powers not even vested to themselves. What really bothers me is they talk about insurgency. Well, for the love of an almighty God, how did we come into being as a nation? It was an insurgency <laughs> against the crown of England. We were yep. traitors. And we also embellished into our Constitution and our, de- our Declaration of Independence that when governments become tyrannical, time to dispose of that government. Right. And so now that we're trying to do that, that government has turned Stalinistic in, in the way it treats us. It is Hitler-like, to be quite blunt. And they're doing it with high tech. Yep. You know, we, we don't have to have the stormtroopers on every street corner. We'd, all we need is a few, well, um, shall we say, videoed on CNN and MSNBC arrest of so-called treasonous people from, from January 6th. And if you knew somebody that knew somebody, they, they ram you, they bust your door down and to go get your cell phone. I mean, there's something, there's something wrong in America. There's something wrong in America is exactly what Solzhenitsyn said was wrong when the uh, NKVD came by. Mm-hmm. To arrest people, and he 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 quoted that in uh, Leningrad. Excuse me. Yeah, Leningrad. They arrested a quarter of the population. Mm-hmm. What he said was that no one resisted. If they would have resisted, Stalin would have run out of troops operatives arresting people. He would have run out of cops and troops, mm-hmm. and they would have run out of the transportation gear. And no matter how bloodthirsty Stalin got, he wouldn't have been able to enforce his will. But no one resisted. We 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 have come to the to the Lexington and Concord moment. We have come to the point where when the stormtroopers come to your door, you freaking go outside with your gun, you start shooting, you accept the fact you're going to die, but you take us some of the along with you. Yep. Yep. Sad, but sad, but true. Some of the folks were were commenting here. Uh, we we're likely going to have a referendum mm-hmm. next year here in Texas on staying in the, in the union, and all these folks were saying, "Oh, it's the Supreme Court said it's illegal to 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 secede." You know, I'm sure the colonies were overstepping the law when it was illegal to secede from England, but they freaking did it anyway. That's right. They did. They did. And and how do you deal with that? I mean, th- this is where we are. This is what... I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. And I'm... I started my career, my my life out of, you know, beyond high school and tech school and college and all that stuff. You know, just trying to live the American dream. You know, I was happy to be a disc jockey, and you know, the world was a was a wonderful place. But we didn't have, I think, the technology we have today 
while it's so good on one hand, it is very dangerous on the other. Yeah. And, and a lot of people try to put the wrong boogeyman on the wrong thing. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, biggest, the biggest issue I have with some of the technology, because I am an engineer by trade, is the speed that data can be moved. Wow. Yeah. This, is, this is, you know, someone said, well, what do you think about 5G? I said, it makes my phone work at an incredible speed. It also means they can get face recognition on a million people in a split second yeah. where they couldn't do that before. They couldn't even, it would be bottlenecked. Now it's not. KGB's dream. This, you know, it's a surveillance dream come true. That is your real danger. That is your primary danger. I've been inside of cell sites. I know it's in there. You know, so you're, 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 they're barking up the wrong fear tree. Your, your biggest fear is the guy that's wearing the fatigue uniform or the, uh, what, what do you call that, camouflage uniform that has a tough book laptop that can be spying on everything going on in your house and the fact he can connect. Because we've allowed too much of our lives to be connected. Mm -hmm. And before long, our cars will be connected. And Mm -hmm. before long, everything we do will be connected. And and that's the ultimate surveillance. Because, you know, the artificial intelligence can, can watch what you're doing and detect an abnormal trend. And then they look into that abnormal trend of your daily lifestyle. Where have you been today? What have you been doing? Were you at the nation's capital? It's funny, the leftists, when you talk about the movie 2000 Mules, oh, that technology can't do that. (laughs) You want to bet? They're doing it now. If you think that this was something new, the government has been using that kind of technology of the pings of your cell phone for years. And now with the higher speeds and artificial intelligence, they can detect somebody doing something out of the ordinary. Yeah. Not that a scary thought? Extremely. But here we are. And the other yeah. other thing is social engineering. Well, we're doing that with, you know, transgenderism. Am I right? <laughs> what other places are we doing? What, where else are we doing social engineering that come to your mind? With marriage. Yeah. With faith. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm seeing the, uh, and I'm not a Southern Baptist, but I'm seeing the, the Southern Baptist Convention. In their oh, they're imploding. Going. They're imploding. Oh, gosh, absolutely. You know, and, they've gone from, you know, let's go back to the 1980s, early 1990s. The Southern Baptist Convention was the fastest growing church body in America. Yep. Period. And they didn't have to do rock concerts to do it. <laughs> I mean, back then, they were just planting churches left and right all over the place, preaching the faithful word of God. Um, and the next thing we know, you start getting these people in their seminaries and, you know, they infiltrate first the seminaries. Yes. Then from the seminaries, that's where they birth the leadership, the guys with the little doctorate titles or the one that was at this church or served at this place. And now you've got some churches ordaining women in the Southern Baptist Convention, which was unheard of. You've got those denying the virgin birth. You have those that are questioning the atonement sacrifice on the cross. And and what's wrong with having two men get married? This is coming out of the mouths of leaders in the Southern Baptist Church. And it shows a purposeful intent to infiltrate and then to undermine. We see this with the service academies, especially 
with the kids going to the service academies from the blue states who have very communist congressmen. Yep. They're sending kids to the service academies. These kids are being quiet. They're doing their job. They're getting into leadership roles. And then they come out of the closet as being extreme leftists. Yeah. And this is not just, look, the Southern Baptist is just the latest of many. This happened starting in the 1960s and 1950s within parts of the Presbyterian Church and the Lutheran Church and the Episcopal Church. You know, we they started having the heretics moving into leadership. And within time, they began to, to reject the true word of God and replace it with a false and phony gospel. I mean, that's just right. obvious. Yep. And now they're and now they're trying to get into the remaining groups. One of my listen, one of my issues, and and in my line of work, as you and I have talked before, in my line of work, I, I understand that it's hard to reach the unchurched people of this of this nation and world. Because unlike times past, like when I came along as a baby boomer, we don't, they stopped taking their kids to church. And so they don't even, they, they have nothing to identify with when somebody wants to talk about coming to a church. How do you explain to somebody why they need to come to church? Because they, they don't even get it. They don't see a need for it. They've been told that they're the top of the heap, you know, <laughs> on the evolutionary scale of things. Then you have people saying, well, the Bible was just written by a bunch of men, so you can't really trust everything it says. That's number one. You hear a lot of that. And that, that is the beginning of your downfall the second you begin to say, well, it really has no authority, what those people wrote. It, it doesn't mean anything to me. And then your churches get watered down with, with a light show, a smoke machine, um, a praise band that wears tight blue jeans. And then some guy that gives you a pep talk with a little side of Jesus under the lights. And, and it's, it's like yeah. being in a theater. And, and, and that is the substitute well, it, for church. That's exactly what most churches look like these days. You don't have an altar. You've got a stage. Mm-hmm. You don't have a sacristy. You've got a, 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 a control room. Yep. It, 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 there's, there's, there's nothing of God there. There is no altar there. Mm-hmm. There is no real worship there. God is not present. The Holy Spirit is not present there, even though there are more than two of them, yeah. because the preacher hasn't brought it there. Well, let's let's put it in perspective. As, as I, Babylon B, you've heard of that thing. You know, it's, a, it's a satire site, a Christian satire site. Yeah. And, and they had this, you know, fake, phony, funny story about some church in, you know, big city in Texas, you know, the the also whatever it is, community church, uh, the Holy Spirit can't dwell here because the smoke machine broke. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of, you know, and so they're, 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 they're looking to get it replaced and repaired, but until then, the Holy Spirit is not here. Oh, so th- this is the, these are the, uh, what was Bonhoeffer said? It's, it's cheap, gra- it's a cheap grace substitute. Yeah. It's all about what makes us entertained and feel good about ourselves. Right. And, and this is the problem. Look, I, I, I'm talking to other clergy all the time as we're trying to build a non-geographical missionary group uh, within my church denomination. And I said, we, we've got to think in terms of how do we build a church? How do we reach the loss? And how do we make it relevant? 
what are we doing inside of our churches that nobody would understand unless they were born into it all their life? What things can we do different without compromising the liturgy, without compromising the integrity, and without cheapening the sacraments? What can we do to be colloquial? In other words, that's all I'm saying. I'm not wanting to abandon anything of decent. How do we be more like the early church apostles when they went from region to region? And they it was, a thing. they didn't compromise the essentials, but they but their music may have been different. The way they dressed may have been different. Their language may have been different. Their food, when they got together, would be different. But the word of God was unchanged. The sacraments, unchanged. What it meant to be a Christian, unchanged. What the Bible teaches, unchanged. All of it unchanged, but it may look different in one place versus another. Like I say, the things that don't matter are the things that sometimes in denominations become the most divisive points in the entire church. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do we build a church that keeps the integrity of the New Testament church and is relevant to this from everything from Gen X to the millennials to, to what is it now, Gen Z? I'm trying to remember which group we're up to now. Whatever the generations are, one of the things that's missing from today's tech society, from today's uh, uh, tech, tech, technologically minded folks, is the mysticism that faith brings, the knowing that faith mm-hmm. brings. Absolutely. That, the, the knowing that you don't have to explain. You don't have to try to, you, you know, you can't explain the knowing. It's impossible. You just know. Yeah. And and that is that comes from listening to the word of God and it comes from from having the word of God sink into your heart and find its meaning. The more we try to clothe it in modernism, the more we try to make it an entertainment form, the less we talk about the word of God, mm-hmm. the less meaning the word of God has if we focus on the word in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. If we focus on the Word, mm-hmm. we'll get everything else. We have to appeal to the mystic needs of people. There's this dry well. That's the mystic need of folks that is not being addressed. Exactly. By exactly. And you have to go back. You know, the, I'm I'm old enough to remember, and, and I I say this being orthodox, but. My mom was funny. She used to stick me in a Roman church every now and then. Uh, is, I, I remember when the priests would glow golden during the consecration. And maybe I can see auras. Maybe I, I was just imagining. I was, what, seven, eight years old. Yeah. But after Vatican II, that stopped. The priest did not glow during the consecration. The church lost its the Roman Church lost its mysticism then, mm-hmm. which the which the, the the Orthodox Church still has, and we have to go back to having that mysticism, because that's what brings the folks and lets them know they know they're in the right place. They know the word is true. No one has to logically explain it or explain why white old white men wrote it or anything else. They, you just know because you know. 
I can remember. I remember as a child. I was raised in Long Island and as a Missouri Synod Lutheran in a pretty large church that had a parochial school, kindergarten through eighth grade. And then you went on to the high school in another town. But you're right. There was a certain uh, solemnness to that part of the worship service. When you came to the time of communion, it wasn't like, you know, just passing the stuff around. I mean, it was just you knew something incredible was occurring. You didn't exactly understand what it was, but you wanted to be a part of it. That's what I remember. And as the years went by, uh, in the Missouri Synod Church, you know, it just depends where you're at. But other Lutheran church bodies, when they abandoned the word of God, went to the social gospel. All it is now is just crackers and juice, as far as I'm concerned, that have no bearing, no meaning, and, and, and no substance. It's just junk. It's just, it's just bad food. It's yeah. not even good for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, this, this is, and this is what has happened in, the, in many parts of the Presbyterian church, the Methodist church, and I can name others. But, you know, so how do you, we, we've got to get back to this. Satan has infiltrated all of them. Mm-hmm. And if you hear some of the stuff that the theologians or that the preachers are spouting, you know it's all satanic. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Now, anything before we take our break, let's kind of wind this little topic up. I didn't think we'd get to this one today, but we did. So let's quickly let's leave this behind. Then I want to get into some other things on the other side of the break. Looking at the spiritual condition of the Western world in general, the United States in particular, and Canada, um, what kind of hope do we have, if any? Gosh. We need a a miracle. We need an absolute miracle. Either we need the second coming or something close to it. Folks have to figure out, especially in Europe, there's no faith in Europe. The, The two world wars drained people's a belief in God just completely threw it right out the window into the sewers my guest today on the program on this weekend edition of Truth to Ponder is Dr. William Wong he is a classical naturopath PhD exercise physiologist certified athletic trainer and so much more and he's been a remarkable guest and a dear friend on this program and he'll be back on the other side of our break which is coming up in just a moment. We need to take a break. And and I want to thank Dr. Wong for taking time from his schedule to to give of his time to do this program with me. I believe a lot of what he has to say is helpful to all of us, myself included, and his perspective. So I I thank him for, for being a part of this program today. I want to thank you for keeping this program on the air. We somehow squeak through the month of, of June, and it looks like we might be headed in the, right, in the right direction for the month of July. Now, I know these summer months are always difficult. It was last year. But add to it the, the inflation that we're seeing in the United States, and it's not 8%. It's way higher than what they'll ever admit to. I know it. And we're coming into a very unique time, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program. And I'm going to be exploring it more next week, this this idea of fifth generation warfare, which is an information, social media, 
and perception warfare. Why do you think we hear terms like fake news, misinformation, Facebook fact checkers, and all this silly nonsense? It's because it's now a war of information. And and there's no doubt that Facebook is a part of it. I really believe our government has a lot more to do with Facebook and Twitter than we would ever want to imagine. And so have the elites around the world. Look how many people use it. Look how many people believe in it. Look how many people are even addicted to it. So there's real warfare going on. And I think that's going to be our topic going into into next week. Now, I want to take a moment to thank all of you that came through to help us get past the month of June. I know summertime is difficult and this inflation is a lot higher than people are being led to believe. And yes, we are in a recession. But we still need your support if you can help us in any way. If you can write a check, you can make that check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city. The city is Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 3. 3- 2536. Once again, that address. Make the check payable. Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's 32536. Also, go to the website truth2ponder.com and you can support us there using a Christian organization called Give, Send, Go. And we'll be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Simply perfect. Coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now Albert Einstein, in speaking of his theory of relativity, he always saw it not as complicated but simple. He always searched for the simple, believing that the simple and the beautiful would be the truth. So, well, that is true of God. Sin is complicated. Righteousness, though, is simple. Lies are complex, but the truth is simple. God isn't complicated. Salvation isn't complicated. Messiah is not complicated. God is infinite but simple. Salvation is endless but simple. Messiah's love, it's deep but simple. See, in Hebrew, one of the words for perfection is tamim. It speaks of the Passover lamb who is without blemish. But tamim also means perfect, but it also means the simple. See, the perfect is simple. The perfect faith is not a complicated faith. It's a simple faith. We get into complicated things and, and all sorts of uh, convoluted things and systems and, and thoughts and emotions. It's just not of God. You see, tamim means perfect and simple. It's a, even a child can understand the heart of the gospel. The perfect heart is not a complicated heart. It's a simple heart, a loving, joyful heart. The perfect life isn't a complicated life, but a simple life. The perfect subject and focus is not a complicated one, a simple one. The focus is God. Come back to the simplicity of your faith, my friend to God, the simplicity of life in God. You don't need all sorts of complicated issues or pursuits or ambitions. You need the love of God because he's perfect. And it's that simple. Want more? Ask for Tamim. 
Now, feeling like your walk with God can use a real spiritual boost? We got the answer. A free subscription to Sapphire's Warning Uses Directed can revolutionize your walk for victory. And the incredible Mystery of the Temple doors, all free. You'll love it. How do you get it? Free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. To receive your free gift, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries, to beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio to every tribe and tongue, and to Israel, the Jewish people who gave you the gospel. And imagine you could blanket the earth with salvation. You can with shortwave radio, the farthest way you can ever touch the world. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Keep it simple, my friend. Shalom Anachem. Peace be to you. In Messiah HaDerech, The Way. To ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. My guest today, Dr. William Wong. And I want to get right back to our conversation because we are, we're going to run out of time, I'm sure. Dr. Wong, I've become a skeptic of a lot of these strange diets you hear about and these all this stuff that the that the FDA says. I don't trust them in their food pyramid as far as I can throw it. And so in this time in which we live, where people are eating junk in a box and microwaving it, what can we do to take better care of ourselves and keep ourselves healthier in the process? We need to learn nutrition. We need to study up ourselves on health practices, especially the natural ones. Right now, the federal government is putting taxes, imposing taxes on the raw materials that are needed to create nutritional supplements because the nutritional supplements help so many people avoid the medicines and the vaccinations and whatever else during the COVID scam that the government is punishing the nutritional companies with new laws and whatever else. So that tells you that it works, period. So go and learn about the natural ways of maintaining your your health. And yes, I know there are a thousand different people advocating a thousand different things. Oh, yeah. I I see them all the time. The further away, you should push them. But, you know, you don't have to completely change your lifestyle. You don't have to go, you know, to to living under a tree and only eating leaves. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go that far. You Um, know, you you and I have talked about this before. And we've been fed a lot of malarkey. Uh, to quote yeah. to quote somebody that we it's now in the office of the presidency, I mean that's a lot of malarkey there too. But this we've been fed a lot of what I call Madison Avenue lies since the nineteen fifties and sixties. Yeah. And increasingly so in the nineteen sixties and nineteen seventies, I think the first thing we heard was, you know, the Westernality commercial <laughs> mm-hmm. and then followed by fat free. Yeah. And and I think the and and I look, I meet people to this day they're 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 you know they were born in the 80s. 
or the or the late seventies, and they will they, they they believe that they have to eat fat free or they're going to get fat, and they're all overweight. Right. They're all morbidly obese, and they're eating yes. fat free food, and and they cannot make the connection. You know, they keep drinking diet soda and eating fat-free milk and everything else. Fat-free, oh, I can't have eggs. They got cholesterol. It's going to make me fat. And, and, and you wonder when they are literally 100 pounds or 150 pounds overweight. Females, I've met females that are 300 pounds, and they believe that they have to maintain a fat-free diet and drink Diet Coke four, five, or eight a day. What are they doing to themselves? They're killing themselves. And if you try to counsel them and they won't listen, I'd say let them die. They're too stupid to, to that. You know, you don't want those folks to reproduce, God's sakes. They often do, yeah. unfortunately. But, you know, the, 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 the people who won't listen, just do what it says in Scripture. You know, tap the, tap the sands of their land off, their, off your sandals and go find someone who will. Don't beat your head against the wall. And I say this as a 40-plus-year naturopath who's beaten my head against the wall. If someone refuses to listen, don't bother. Let them get sick and die. They'll learn their own lessons. Yeah. So we preach to the choir. Do not try to convert. If someone will listen and and, and understands, great. Take them along and, and, and counsel and counsel and and mentor them but don't don't waste your time on folks who will not listen they need to learn things the hard way you know I, i've seen this i've watched this firsthand where you have you know oh somebody that is eating a lot of comfort food and yet they're still hanging on to the diet sodas and they're still hanging on to fat free so you know it's comfort food diet soda and fat free what a combination yeah, and diet sodas will make them blind. Mm-hmm. So. And 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 or and then the worst is when you get the kid that's on a on a diet of even if it's diet Mountain Dew, you know what is diet Mountain <laughs> Dew doing to a healthy uh, you know teenager that you know from the time if they start drinking four or five or eight or ten of those things a day when they're thirteen and now they're nineteen or twenty what's what have they done to themselves drinking all this diet Mountain Dew? Well. Let's let's take a look at the uh, the artificial sweetener. All right. And right. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having a senior moment now. I can't remember that. NutraSweet. That's yeah. it. Which they keep on changing the name on so that you can't identify it as NutraSweet. In temperatures above 80 degrees, it turns into uh, methanol, which is wood alcohol. Wood alcohol will make you blind. Mm-hmm. It'll start killing your kidneys. And do all sorts of other damage. Look up the the the, the, the data on methanol. Seventy percent, seven zero percent of the complaints that FDA gets every year about foods and and supplements and whatever else. Seventy percent are from NutraSweet. Wow. The side effects of NutraSweet. You know, they get one complaint about but they but they've approved it, but they keep approving it. Shut the company down. But the FDA approves this stuff. Yes, exactly, because they're making money on it. Well, of course. Who do you think? Who do you think funds them? You know, it's the big pharmaceutical companies and these you know food producers that are funding the FDA. Exactly. And where do the people from those food industries go 
when they, they they go back and forth. They work for the FDA, then they go back to the food industry exactly. or the, or they pharmaceutical. Know. It's they, it's a revolving door. It's a revolving door. Exactly. Yes. And then you know, I mean, I, I, look, I've watched normal, healthy kids at age 12, 13, maybe fourteen, thin as a rail, like they you know as they're growing up, and all of a sudden they get on the junk food diet. They get on the, the the diet soda diet. They get on the, you know, it comes out of a microwave diet. It comes delivered DoorDash diet. You know, the DoorDash uh, and microwave diet washed down with a ice cold Mountain Dew. And it's diet, no less. What happens to those people? Do they, do they get overweight? Do they get sickly? Do they be, begin to have issues? They're all the folks who look so morbidly obese, you can't tell what sex they are. Yeah, and I know some. I know some, and, and that, and, <laughs> and, and you know, they're, 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 you're right. Morbidly overbeast is an understatement. And what do they do? They they go down and buy another dozen donuts. Right, and so, then they try to change the verbiage so that if you call them fat or morbidly obese, you're being hateful. Yeah, I know. You can't. You're being mean. Yeah, you know, it's a glandular issue, or it's because of the medicine I take, and everything except the what I'm stuffing in my mouth. Right. When you drink diet soda and think that's going to offset a dozen donuts, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, when all you eat is stuff that comes out of Kentucky Fried Chicken, or McDonald's, or Burger King, or racetrack. You know, you know, they're 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 junk food. You know, this is not. You're committing suicide. So what do we need to do? What, what do God's people need to be doing? We need to be eating closer to what is commonly known as the Paleolithic diet. The healthiest mankind has ever been was during the hunting-gathering phase when we were eating 60 to 70% meat, leafy greens, no grains, uh, eggs that were foraged, dairy mm-hmm. uh, that was just beginning to be used as a as a food source, you know, all the Europeans, the anthropologists tell us that the Europeans who are there now survived all the tribes who came before because they were stronger, they were bigger, they had better bone structure and better musculature because they were all dairy eaters. Mm-hmm. All the non-dairy eaters died off. Yeah. All that, vegan, is, that like, is, that, is that like, you know, 0% milk or skim milk or 1%? That's... that's 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 whole milk because you need the fat to feed your brains. Amen. You Listen, I, I have argued better. that with people that will buy fat-free milk and give it to their children. Mm-hmm. When they're like, you know, from the time they're 10 to the time they're 16, that's oh, you got to have the fat-free or they're going to have cholesterol and they're going to die of a heart attack. They, you've lowered their IQ. and 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 But that's what the medical industry wants us to promote all the things to get us sicker the low salt diet the low fat diet the high polyunsaturated fat diet mm-hmm. i all can i can hear i can hear florence henderson singing westernality as you say <laughs> that what did she die of by the way i think she had <laughs> alzheimer's yeah <clears throat> i know so all the things that will kill us are the things that the medical industry is promoting because it drums up business mm-hmm. they get no money unless you're a repeat customer. It, it is amazing how deceived we are in, in our world today. It, it truly is. And and our health as a nation, 
I mean, look, we're running around. What I, I cannot believe there are people that are so close-minded. You start talking about how these vaccinations have failed, and they they look at you, that, that that's misinformation. I mean, Facebook told me it was misinformation. You know, <laughs> I, I've heard this. My doctor says that the vaccines are safe and effective, and and I try to explain oh. to them. Who are the people that are getting, look, I mean, this past week, Dr. Fauci had another, had another corona relapse. <laughs> I mean, he followed the protocol and he, you know, he's double mask, quadruple vaccinated. And, you know, he comes down with COVID-19. Then he starts In on all well, of the countries. And what was the, the, the Pfizer Pavalex or whatever they call it, you know, that their their COVID killer drug. He goes on it for the prescribed period of time. And what's he get? He gets a relapse with symptoms worse than when he started. Right. What's that tell you? In all of the countries that are mostly vaxxed, like Portugal, Israel, and Iceland, the only people getting COVID are the folks who've been vaccinated. And it's a weaker form of COVID showing that if these folks actually came down with COVID and are dying from it, that their systems have been weakened. Mm-hmm. And what happens the to the non-vaccinated? People dying of COVID now are the vaccinated. Why get the vaccine? Exactly. And you try to, you know, for whatever reason, I must be blessed by God. When I went to the ER, I'm, I'm ready to get the lecture about how dare you be unvaccinated, you unclean leper. You know, thankfully, they didn't do that um, for whatever reason. Um, and I actually had a couple of people nodding in the affirmative when I said, I won't touch the stuff. I've had two friends die of it, but I've had nobody I know die of COVID-19. The only one that I think I know of was like 86 and in bad health. So I don't want to hear about the vaccine is going to save my life. It killed two people my age and younger and much younger. So, you know, don't, don't, I don't want to go there. Uh, so they, they didn't. And, and I think that I'm better off for it. Um, I I don't worry. I don't fear all these things that are out there. If we live in fear, we're never going to do the things God wanted us to do. The church is all shut down tighter than a drum because the government said shut down to save the world. And what did we do? Many churches decimated themselves. There are still people running around in face diapers afraid to go to church now for the rest of their lives because they're believing a lie. And they, they refuse to listen to the truth. How do we how do we how do we deal with people in that kind of a world? You try to explain to them what's going on, and again, if they believe, fine. If they don't, you let them go their way. I am convinced that you know that, that many are called and few are chosen. I am convinced that most of the folks will listen to the FDA and the government and all the authorities, all the experts out there. And choose the wrong thing, commit slower, fast suicide. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for letting them do it. Uh, you know, honestly, they have let their IQs slip down too much by not eating the fats, by drinking lots of fluoride, and all the other things that, that, that the powers that be have done to lower IQ. America's IQ during JFK's era was 110 to 115 on average. Yep. Now it's in the low 90s and when declining. you can find it. Some states like South Carolina are in the 80s. I believe it. I really do. 
I truly believe that. And, and I mean, and it's happening even in some of the cities where they're mm-hmm. really getting exposed to it. Well, that's, that's, yeah. the, 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 the cities are actually the worst for IQ. Now, take a look at most of the places that are easily manipulated, mm-hmm. most of the countries. And you, you, you can look this up. It's IQ by country. And you can see what the average IQ is in each country. The, the lower the IQ, the easier it is to manipulate the people. We need to get smarter. We need to undo the things that the powers that be have told us to do to arrest our brain development. Yeah. Like drinking the fluoride, like not eating fats. We need to put in the stuff to boost our brains, especially as we get older. You know, Dementia used to be a fairly rare disease, as I've mentioned before. In 1960s, you were taught in med school that you'd likely never see a case of Alzheimer's in 20 years worth of practice because there was only four Alzheimer's patients per one million population. Mm -hmm. And now there's one one Alzheimer's patient for every three people. Why is that? I can think of many of the industries and foods. Yeah, industry foods, exposure to certain things we should never been exposed to. Um, yeah, I can see it. I can see it within our within our industries. I mean, think of the people that worked in some of the metal plants or aluminum plants for years. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, yes. And you know, there's and you look at the rate of cancer and Alzheimer's within that group. It, it is it is enormous and outrageous. Yeah. Um, others that were exposed to things in Vietnam that they should not have been exposed to. Right. And we're, 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 didn't care. They were doing to our own guys. Mm-hmm. And here we are today. And then the stuff that we put in our mouths that we buy. And, and you know, I, there, there are very few things that I buy when even when I'm having to work in Florida and I'm staying, you know, at a little house and there's no real way to cook. I'm really cautious about what I buy to even put in the microwave. I mean, just to eat. I don't buy the junk food, or I try not to anyway, and I try to avoid it. I try to go out and eat at a restaurant that is not a chain restaurant, you know, where there's still a, a family trying to cook real eggs and real bacon, I mean, and stuff like that for breakfast. I don't buy that stuff, you know, from McDonald's that is the fake egg. You know, I don't think that it's real. What is it? You know, it doesn't even look normal or natural. <laughs> so, I mean, God it comes knows. it comes out of a it comes out of a freezer, and they and it's perfectly formed to go on their egg McMuffin. You know, so I, I'm I'm very cautious about the things that I do eat. So, what are the things we can do to help better protect ourselves? We can ignore every single health fad that the medical industry has been telling us to do for the last 60, 70 years. We can ignore the low, the, 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 the low salt diet. You know, when you cut back on your salt, mm-hmm. unless you're, you're a really raging high blood pressure patient with kidney problems, when you cut back on your salt, you change your pH because salt, we are salt water inside. Mm-hmm. God made us salt water inside. The salt keeps us from getting moldy and, and full of infection because mm-hmm. of the, 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 the chloride, the chlorine in the salt. Right. So uh, when you cut back on the salt, you're creating an acidic environment and all bacteria and viruses flourish in acidic environments. We are supposed to be either neutral 
or alkaline inside. Seven, 6.5 to 7.5 pH is the ideal. Mm-hmm. If we are in the acidic state, then we have the terrain for bacteria to flourish, for mold to flourish. If you've got Gee, doesn't that happen with, you know, when people come down with COVID-19? Yeah. You know, that, that really what is happening, you have bacteria forming and drowning your lungs. Mm-hmm. Am I, am I wrong on that? The, the, the viral infection creates a secondary bacterial infection, and that causes fluid buildup in your and lungs. And the second yes. somebody says COVID-19... Uh, immediately you're put on a ventilator and you're not treated for a bacterial situation. And you die. That's so sad. Every Listen. doctor for the 1990s knew that a viral infection, a viral respiratory infection, creates a bacterial respiratory infection. So they treated viral infections with antibiotics to prevent the secondary infection. Since we've had all this bugaboo about overuse of antibiotics, doctors have forgotten that. Mm. Real fast. We're running out of time. How can people find more information about you, your website, and all the wonderful things that you do? They can go to drwongsmessage.com to read some of my articles. They can go to both YouTube. And and doctor is D-R, correct? Yes, D-R-W-O-N-G, Wong's, S, plural, Mm -hmm. message.com. They can go to BitChute and or YouTube to listen to my radio shows that get turned into podcasts. Mm -hmm. And for my supplements, they can go to drwongsessentials.com. And my guest today is Dr. William Wong. I'm always excited to have him on the program. He has a lot to share. His perspective on life, his years of experience around the medical world. And I think we've all learned one thing in these past, oh, I don't know, two and a half years. Not to fully trust everything our medical world, the FDA and the CDC, has ever said. It's become extremely evident they've lied a lot. And politicians have used this pandemic for, I'm just going to come right out and say it, for evil and diabolical and nefarious purposes. And we'll talk more about that next week. We're going to really begin to talk about this fifth generation warfare, which is a warfare of information, misinformation, perception, uh, censorship. It's not so much guns and tanks and, and bombs anymore. We can do it with with the internet. And I want to really get into that next week. And I hope you'll be with us for those programs. This program is on the air because you have supported it to keep it on radio. I would love to expand the radio outreach. If you can support us financially as we are in the midst of the summer, would you consider a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? And you can mail that check to Truth to Ponder 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida, zip code 32536. That zip code 32536. And there are new ways to support us at the website. You can support this program using a Christian crowdsource funding operation called Give, Send, Go. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth, 
to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.